Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's Ryan. It's Shane. It's Flames Nation Radio, delivered to you as always by DoorDash and presented by Eau Claire Distillery's Rupert's Whiskey, the official whiskey of the Calgary Flames. Uh, Shane and I are coming to you after a pretty eventful week in the world of the Calgary Flames. Uh, do you Shane, remember? You do you remember what I asked for at the end of the last podcast? What I was hoping for out of these three games? I one think win. you're hoping for high fives and good times. I was hoping for one win, one win. And then these buggers, they go out and they give me three fantastic games and six points. I'm just thrilled, Pike. I'm well, thrilled. the, uh, in, in aviation, my friend, uh, I have friends who are pilots and the phrase they use is any landing you can walk away from. Uh, I would say that these were, uh, we'll get into the, the nitty gritty of it uh, momentarily. But broadly speaking, the Flames had a 5-3 victory on Thursday over the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche. They followed that up with going up north to the QE to uh, Rogers Place in Edmonton. With a, they had a 4-3 victory over the Edmonton Oilers, the uh, runners-up in the conference uh, <laughs> last year. They lost to they beat Edmonton, they beat Calgary, but they lost to Colorado in eight days wasted uh, in the third round. And then uh, on Tuesday, the Flames hosted the Vegas Golden Knights, a team that uh, came into the game undefeated with a 3-0 record. And uh, the Flames had a comeback, and they won 3-2. So the Flames have three regulation wins and three outings. And they're the kind of game, Shane, that I think when you're looking back at the end of the season, you could, you know, we, we talk about produ- the concept of productive losses, where you're <laughs> like, well, you lost, but you learned something. You know what's better than productive losses for a hockey club, especially productive wins. Yeah, especially in you know we're we're anticipating that the Pacific Division uh, is going to be really jam packed uh, when it comes down to it. Uh, the Flames really want to finish in the divisional playoff spot because that way uh, the secret here, kids, is they really would like to avoid playing Colorado. And if I were running a hockey club, I would avoid playing. Yeah. Like if Shane and I were in charge of a hockey team, you know what we'd tell them to do avoid playing Colorado in the playoffs. We now. Shockingly. When the last, when the last time the flames played Colorado, in the playoffs, there was the gentleman sweep. So I don't blame them for avoiding them. That was the, that was the birth of camel car into the NHL. That was, I should probably use a different phrase than that, but that, that was his, that debut. was his introduction. That and was he, his introduction. He, he came in, showed from, up, 
He showed up in game. He didn't lose against Calgary either because he didn't play in the first game. Yeah, he missed the he first showed game. Up for game two, showed up from UMass, and, then, and this and then they was, kicked the Flames' ass. Kale McCarr came in as a fully formed boy and yeah. was fantastic in that playoff series. And Colorado deserved to win that series, but uh, yeah. yeah, the the yeah. three productive wins for the Flames in that and, they were imperfect, but I think they learned something in every game and they won in different ways. And you know, they if you look at it. Both goalies got into it and got wins. Uh, eight of the 18 skaters, I think they had someone like 14 or 15 of them with points. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, you know, the power play played reasonably well. The PK, uh, you know, had a goal allowed in each of the first two games. And then against Vegas, they were very sharp. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot well, of Vegas, positives to bring. The Vegas game specifically, I was, Colorado was coming in on a night. Like it, it was a scheduled win as we, I know you've used that phrase before they played in, they played in Colorado, I think the night before, and they got into Calgary at like two or three in the morning. And the, I think the, I think on flight aware, uh, the flight tracker said they got, they landed at like two twenty five yeah. AM. They did. So, if you've ever driven from the airport uh, to downtown, yeah. even late at night, you're not getting to, you're not getting into your bed until like On three, a charter 30. bus, no less trying to get through downtown. I mean, it's be, it'd be vacant. At two There's no years. traffic, but like it's, <laughs> you're not getting like, that is not conducive to, to su- success. <laughs> so they, they, they do that. They come out against the champs. They do it and they play strong. Kadri Dubé Manjapani is unreal in game one, just out, out of the lunch, like out, out crazy. I, it's hard to describe. And then you go up to Edmonton. And we talked on the pod about Vladar playing that game. Um, turns out he does play that game. He's going to want to play a game a week okay. according to the coach. We, 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 let's, let's, let's get into that because I, you know, I, I, I went up to Edmonton. Uh, I, got, uh, I got into town a little bit. I think the, uh, I got uh, my yeah, ride. Your dropped, first ever game. In yeah, my, my, ride, my ride dropped me off. Uh, I took the Red Arrow cheap plug just a fantastic service i love you red arrow because you get they've wi-fi and you just you just don't have you just turn your brain off and just you don't have to worry about anything highly if you if you're like me and just don't love highway driving and you're like screw it i just want to go there but i don't want to have to worry about anything and like flying is too expensive and too much of a pain in the ass the red arrow is for you so i'm on the red arrow and the red arrow drops off downtown in edmonton about four blocks south of rogers place so I get uh, my bus is scheduled to drop me off at like, I think the, uh, the morning skate starts 1130. I, my bus schedule drop off is 1140. And I, you know, they, they pretty much clocked me right on time. So uh, my buddy, our, our, our friend, Julie McKenzie from the athletic and I are texting and he, I'm like, like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm on schedule, but I was basically, I just want to make sure that when I get in there, <laughs> I'm not going to like, to the to the ice when they're off the ice should i go to the room like i basically julian's nice enough to direct traffic for me so i know what the frig i'm doing so i get i'm watching twitter as we're winding the bus is winding through downtown edmonton and everyone at once because this is how hockey twitter works everyone at morning skate goes dan vildar's in that dan vildar's in that dan vildar's in that dan vildar's in that and then patty of course comes out with his tweet of all reports are from edmonton that dan vildar's in the starters net and i the thought process i go through is this I went through like this, the stages of grief, so to speak, in that I was like, that's weird. And the more I thought about it, the more I went, it's really not that weird. Cause no, like he, he was a road game. Like, 
And it's the only road game and a backup, you know, you, you, we saw the, the flames do this with David Riddick too, where they played big save Dave on the road, especially that first season when Riddick came in and replaced Eddie Lack, the way the flames uh, and Jordan Sigal, has been the, he's the director of goaltending. He was the, the main, the main goaltending coach for a while. And I think Siglet and Sutter and Jason LaBarbera are very much of the same mindset in terms of how they try to manage goaltender usage. And for the traditionally the backup goes into road games and especially the second half back-to-backs. So the flames don't have any back-to-backs until like mid November, late November. So where are you going to put in Vladar? The answer from Daryl Sutter is once a week. And the most logical place to put him in, if you're going to do once a week is Edmonton. And mm-hmm. I know, I know, uh, you know, the, the folks who run the, the, the Oilers Nation Twitter account were going like, oh, no, they're hiding. Uh, they're hiding. Oh, Jacob Markstrom scared. Oh, no. Markstrom <laughs> played sick in the home opener. He yeah. really wanted to play the first game. He was dealing with a bug. There's a, apparently there's a bug going around the team. But definitely there is a, a bug that, uh, that got Markstrom. So he missed a day. He yeah. almost definitely wasn't at 100% I, when he came in and played the first game. But he battled through and they got a win. I heard a rumor and you might've heard more in the room or because now you're back allowed in the room and stuff um, that Marsham had a choice to play either the home opener or against Edmonton. That's, and, what, I, that's what Daryl Sutter said. Daryl yeah, Sutter so, out, told us in Edmonton that, yeah. you know, he was, he was asked post game about, about, you know, using Vladar in Edmonton or, or whatever. And his answer was essentially, well, Marsham wanted to play against Colorado and so they went, okay, if you're playing Colorado, we're playing Vidar against Edmonton. And Markstrom's like, all right. And yeah. so that's how they split it. And, you know, they're, they're going to be di- dividing up. But the more, the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, that's a good move because you're getting, you know, and it, if anything, it's a vote of confidence for Dan Vladar. He had a great camp and deserves it too. And, I, and, and he, had, and he was pretty goalies. good. He was pretty good in Edmonton. Uh, if you look back at the three goals yeah, he gave up, none of them are really goals. You're like, like – like uh, one of the goals, like the, the Evander uh, Kane McDavid goal on the power play was the same. The Cody CC goal from the 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 the, the shot that beats him glove yeah. side. That's the only one where you're like, eh. it makes that would have been that would have been a really impressive save. So when he doesn't make that save, I don't think you crap on a guy for not making a very impressive save because no. it was it was a good shot. The Flames were a little bit discombobulated in their own end, but. Yeah, and then so they they had and then, the, and then they beat the then they beat the crap out of Edmonton. They played they yeah. played a very good game against the they Oregon. they they had well structured and well played. I would say uh, the Colorado game was the Flames outplaying Colorado for the better, the better part of the first half of the game, maybe thirty yeah, thirty five minutes, and then holding on. It was on. a literal split. I like I do on the Beyond the Box score. I, I track it all right, and it was a literal. It was hilarious. It was like all Calgary until the halfway point, and then it just went all Colorado. And so it was kind of like a, well, they hung on to that one. That's, that's more or less what the, with the stats, the game flow charts show anyways, but yeah. And, and, and then they, they had that game against, uh, against Edmonton where the flames ran their show in the first, were not quite as good in the second, then ran their show in the third Mm -hmm. and they, they deserved the win. Like you wish, you know, it'd be nice if they played a full 60 guys after the game were saying, you know, you know, uh, you know, stop to work on heroic. Michael Stone was saying, 
would have been, you know, they need to play full 60 and stuff. My, Michael Stone is cracking me up, though. He's he's basically every every freaking uh, scrum and presser with him is him cracking jokes. He's relaxed. Like he's, happy he's having you, man. he's having the time of his life. It's, it's, you know, Michael Stone just seems like good people. I'm glad he's enjoying himself. The, then the, the and game get against, to play his brother. Yeah. On Tuesday, I, was it Tuesday? I believe it's the 10th time that uh, the brother Stone have yep. faced off in uh, the National Hockey League. At, right I now, love- Michael Stone has won four games of the 10. Mark Stone has won six of the 10. Uh, Michael Stone was good. Know. Mark Stone is okay. <laughs> and the Flame, it was one of those games where I think the Flames didn't have a great first, but then they were really good in the second and really good in the third. I... I like how you how you describe the Oilers. They ran their show in the first and the third, and they let off in the second. I don't feel they really let off completely in any of the three periods against Vegas. The second period, I, I would I would really say this. Helped. I would say this. So the first period, like I I wouldn't. If you look at the the way the first period unfolded, like it looked like a Flames game in that everyone was where they were supposed to be all the time, and then but they kept losing little battles here and there and they got you know there was just you know the, the two goals that got past you know one, okay, the 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 tip in goal by howden that's just a good tip that's that's yeah, a maybe you want to tie him up guys yeah and the, uh, i'm not sure i asked daryl sutter about uh post game on tuesday night about the the first goal uh, about whether or not he thought the shot ramped up to off 10 of stick we he said he hadn't looked at it uh, i'm going to take his word for it i it's hard to tell from the replays whether or not it ramped because it's one of those ones that sort of changes levels kind of but if you're a goalie and you're squaring up i've never played the position so i don't know exactly what that does yeah. it changes your field of, it changes yeah. your depth a bit but we'll have to by the way it's dfo's mike mckenna about that because like he's about the only one we know here exactly but I, either way i think would. uh i think you know the first period they were the planes played fine they weren't bad but they weren't especially good. The second period, they, they went, they started hitting, they beat guys to pucks. If you look back, they drew six minor penalties in that period. Brett, All of those minor you... penalties were from moving their feet, holding on to the puck, man, you know, using possession, using their speed. Uh, you know, it's what Blake Coleman getting popped in the face because they were frustrating uh, Vegas with puck position. Uh, Brett Ritchie getting tripped and, cross-checked and, and then tripped again down and just he was he just even wouldn't. even even rooney in the neutral zone that rooney's penalty he drew in the neutral zone was rooney was just trying to battle through guys to get to a loose puck in the in the in the offensive zone and they need to haul him down otherwise he'd, ha- he'd have a free free pass to the net like all those are of those guys all of the penalties that that whole fourth line drew were just sheer hard work they yeah. wanted the puck more they used their body to get in position to make sure they had the puck more and they forced vegas to take holdings, hookings, whatever they needed to do to stop them, because otherwise they were just on an absolute mission to crash the creek. Yeah. And if and when and you give when you give a good a, perfect a, game from them, I don't think the Flames power play is what it can be or what it's going to be. But it's I also think that more. Jesus, like you're and and even even Jonathan Huberto post game told us in the locker room, he he thinks the power play has more to give. Uh, I think everyone would agree that more to give. They were. I would be. I'll say this: they scored twice, so I'm not going to crap on the power play too much. Yes. <laughs> I would describe them as workmanlike. It wasn't. It wasn't a power play that made you have have glimpses of the Harlem Globetrotters or the. McDavid era uh, Edmonton Oilers in terms of power play prowess, but it was 
competent and they got enough cracks at it that they were able to score a couple goals and they were weird goals admittedly i'm but I'm they so were still critical scoring. i'm so critical of the power play i'm so critical of it but i i i think nazim kadri is one of the best bumper players in the NHL in the power play. And then against Vegas, he was on the half wall and Toffoli was on the bumper and they still get two power play goals. And so <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I still, in my mind, I don't care. Like the results happened, but I watch and I'm like, I still want Kadri there. Kadri in the middle. He can get the pass. It's either a quick shot. He knows how to direct it back over to Huberto. He knows how to direct it back to uh, Anderson. Huberto was making unreal passes everyone was funny like oh he's just 360 no scoping but i'm like it's it, it's not a no scope if the pass is directly on the guy's tape all, yeah, he, all four he, times he, he did it it was he just tape. found ways to find rasmus anderson there was tape. there was one he went around the guy toe drag came back came left and then there was three guys on him and he just whoop, dropped it like it was on an absolute like like off a cliff right to Anderson's stick. And then there's three guys around Huberto and Anderson's wide open to feed the open guy on the far side to set up. And it's just like, that was all Huberto. He was, I just want to, since I'm mentioning him, I was super impressed with him against Vegas. He got way more physical and way more engaged on the boards. And it was the best he's ever of the three games so far that he's, I've seen him in the flame. You can tell him he's, he's getting more and more comfortable. comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, so, and, and when he is finally comfortable, like they've already got that second line can go up against second line. Like I, I don't, honestly, they've been the best line so far of Kadri, Manjapani and Dubé can go up against literally any line in the entire league. They, they will match up just fine against the McDavid line. They could go to Toronto, face the Matthews line. They could literally play anyone. Then you add in the fact that we have also have a line with Huberto and Lindholm. That's not even clicking yet. And that's the right way. That's the thing that's fascinating to me. So dangerous. So when we talk, when people, when people talk about depth, this is what we're talking about. So Mm -hmm. I don't think it's unfair to say that the Toffoli, Lindholm, Huberto line, they have not been cooking yet. They've been fine. They've been okay. They haven't, they they haven't been bad. They Mm -hmm. have, I think they have more to give. I don't think it's unfair to say that, but the fourth line is doing very well. Mm -hmm. The backland line, is consistently making a difference and making key plays. They scored a goal against Edmonton. They scored the game-winning goal against Vegas. They were consistently good, occasionally very good. And you have the Kadri line, which is doing things that the Kadri line, you would hope they would do. So they got three out of four lines performing fairly well to very well. And then they have a first line that's working on. And, and three games worked, in, yeah, against Vegas, so. three games in with as many new faces as they have, I think you have to look at look at the Flames' progress three games in. On the whole, you have the three defensive pairings that appear to be working. The two goaltenders, Markstrom's a work in progress. I think Markstrom would probably have meant as much. He probably doesn't love how he's played. Granted, I I don't think he was at 100% against Colorado, so I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. And the goals he gave up against uh, against Vegas were kind of weird. But he made the same he, – he... Daryl Wes Gilbertson of Post Media asked Daryl about that after Tuesday's game. And, you know, it was a follow-up question to a question I asked about the goals. And, you know, he, uh, his reply to Wes was he made the saves he had to make. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like he, he, you know, he kept the, he kept it 2 nothing and kept it 2-2 and one, then held them the in one, when they needed to score. The one iffy goal and then you shut the door. Then you really shut the door. Um, one point I want to bring up, and it's going to sound like a shot at Sean Monaghan. It is not. 
I you mean everything. you mean scoring Sean Monahan? I, I appreciate it. But having a fourth line center that is not injured and can actually skate properly up and down the center ice has looked fantastic for the Flames so far. Lucic and Lewis, the tail end of the other year after Monaghan got put on injured reserve, were taking the faceoffs and they were cycling Richie there and things like that. But having Rooney there, able to consistently play the center position, play it right, and be able to move up the ice without, you know, without have, struggling is helping. Is helping Pat, Pat and I have been indeed. talking about uh, talking about the fourth line quite a bit on Flames Talk on Sportsnet 960 the last, uh, you know, the, the last week or so. We've been talking, we especially, I think Pat and I, pretty much the day after the last three games, have been talking about how well the fourth line has been done. And he mentioned something on, Tuesday, on uh, Wednesday's show that really you know, stuck with me. The, the speed that Kevin Rooney brings to that group because the pal- penalty he drew, he drew the speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, it, I think the nice thing is, you know, you have the, the brute force of Milan Lucic bless his heart. He's a blunt instrument at this point, but he knows it. And he's a very good blunt instrument. You have the tenacity of Brett Ritchie to sort of, he's a very straight line player, but that's all it. they need him to be. But the thing is like Rooney is, good enough at a lot of things like i i would say kevin rooney is the the, the you know this, again this will sound like an insult and it's not men as one yeah Ma- jack of all trades master of none he, yeah but it's- he doesn't need to be a master of anything because Ooh. he just sort of fills in the gaps between the other guys and he does it with his speed and his smarts and they've turned in very quickly into a really effective unit i feel bad yeah. i'll say this i'll say this i bumped a I, uh, I I saw uh, leaving the press box on uh, Saturday night on the way down to the, the media lounge. Uh, we bumped into Connor Mackey and Adam Zichka. I feel a little bit bad for those guys because there's no back-to-backs. So you, it's yeah. hard to rotate those guys in. The schedule's spaced out enough that it's even if cold. guys have bumps or bruises, you can, you can keep your optimal lineup in. And I think they do have their optimal lineup in right now. And like, let's, devil's advocate devil's advocate let's say i'm i'm brad for living and i go to you and you're the you're running the bench chain and i go where do you want to fit in rizichka and uh and and mackie i no one's hurt and no one's lost yet so how about we just leave it alone yeah like the the, the i feel bad for the guys that they're they're getting nhl money yeah, so they're, I'm, they're, they, I'm not really going to be i'm not going to be crying for them too much but if you kind of feel bad imagine imagine if you made an nhl team and they're an undefeated team a week into the season. And you're like, great. How many games have you played? You go, I haven't played yet because everyone's playing really well and there's not really a need for me yet. And and I think that's that's really an emphasis we should probably put out there is it's three games out of 82 in. There's 79 to go. Blake like, Blake Coleman. Actually, yeah. Blake Coleman, uh, he was asked uh, after after Tuesday's game about, you know, oh, how meaningful is this? And, you know, can this, you know, and, you know, uh, this is the kind of stuff that we 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 need to ask about three games in because yeah like is is hey guy who's won two Stanley Cups in the last three years is it meaningful be having this kind of success three games in winning different ways whatever and he's like he sort of he sort of you know chuckled a little bit like it's three games like it's a good start it's it's there's a long long way to go you put the two divisional games in the bank that's absolutely awesome the board still says 164 points left like is achievable the board hasn't been touched in a week and it you know you move on 
And yep. it's been a great week, but now they've got Buffalo here Thursday night. They've got a real test. Probably the Saturday night case at people, people. Carolina. So I one of one of the one of the 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 common things that we've seen from prognosticators is saying the Calgary Flames could make the Stanley Cup final. And it's conceivable they could do that because they're a good team. But I'll say this. They have built a hell of a hockey club in Carolina. They have built a hell of a so hockey club if, and culture in Carolina. For, for Saturday yeah. night's game, 8 p.m. start, Hockey Night in Canada. If you have friends who are kind of iffy on me, like, you know, it's Carolina. It's not Edmonton on Saturday night. It's not, you know, there, it's Edmonton's coming out at the end of the month uh, on Saturday night. If you have any, if you have the means to somehow acquire tickets for the Saturday night game against Carolina, highly recommend that you do it because holy cow, that's a freaking good hockey I'm, club. I'm super impressed with how in three years they went from Hamilton to D'Angelo to Burns. Like they, they have a recipe for how they build their roster and they have the spot for a right-hand shot offensive defenseman. And they've cycled three people in and so far it's worked again. Analysis for the entire league right now is it's three, four games in like let's, let's come. But the Carolina hurricanes have been a pinnacle uh, deep playoff team for multiple seasons. Now, Rod Brindamore is one of the best coaches in the entire league. He preaches hard work and tenacity on the practices what he preaches too. Yeah. And and, 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 tenacity uh, on the puck. And in turn, in terms of just smart people and smart places, Eric Tulski is oh. flat out one of the smartest guys in hockey. Uh, and like they've Carolina, Carolina's front office has given Tulski and his stats crew the ability to impact decisions. And, you know, if you look at, if you're looking for a better living through science kind of ass way of building a hockey club, Carolina is the prototype. They're one of a few and they're not the only team using analytics to, to inform decisions, but they've done it really well. And Tulski is in a very prominent position. It helps that they've drafted so well getting set. Like Seth Jarvis was, I, I, it was two drafts ago, but I was all over that. I'm like, Seth Jarvis is unreal. Someone drafts Seth Jarvis who gets him Carolina, always Carolina, Marty Neckash, almost two years in right in like they've Sebastian Ajo second round, two years, in producing like they found ways to use their they got the right Sebastian Ajo that's the important in. thing <laughs> yeah they didn't take the demand from the Islanders they let Lou have well before Lou's time it was Garth's time but and then the last game and this is always fun is Sidney Crosby comes to town uh he's a legend Tuesday night uh, Tuesday night 7 p.m mountain I regardless of how the game could go it should be a decent test the Penguins are pretty strong up the middle and definitely they got they improved their back end but it's just Crosby's in town kind of thing for local Calgarians. He's been one of their favorite players of a lot of people for a he's long just, time. He's just really fun to he's, watch. He's captain. Like I know they called Taze captain Canada, but he's the prototypical Canadian guy. He has been since he, he, since he won the cup and put the gold medal around his neck in 2010. Like it's just, it's his, the hockey world is still his for a lot of the elder millennials. And it's always a good time to have Sidney Crosby. There's a there's a few of us who are at a certain age. The the when Crosby got drafted coming out of the lockout, and like he's he's there's let's let's be honest, folks. It's super common for draft people, draft wonks. Shane and I are self abashed draft wonks to pump a friggin' kid's tires for years and then be like, oh, he's nothing after he gets drafted. Like it's it's natural. Like it's 
the a lot of a lot of prospect yeah. prospect journalism is kind of talking about possibilities that you know we don't mean to hype guys up too much it's just you know it's it's exciting to have these kind of talented kids come up and i'll say this mcdavid has been full marks regardless of where he ends up he has ended up playing crosby though he's he's got he checked every box imaginable that you could ever hope to have crosby and he's still there he was dropped into discount i mean calories he was he was dropped into pittsburgh when pittsburgh was not good and then not only to live with mario not only has have the penguins the penguins gave him the ability to flourish but they surround him with good people and good players and everyone's been rewarded crosby got his cups pittsburgh got their cups like it's it's gotta mention it's the kind of it's the kind of situation that seems like a match made in heaven in retrospect but i mean that's just it's just a good setup and so if you have the ability if you have the ability to uh to see the saturday game or the tuesday game uh those will be good hockey games i'd say do it good hockey games you might see a flames lost like that's very possible i know it's Three and oh, God forbid, they're not gonna go 82 and oh, yeah, they're gonna exactly. lose eventually, and they're probably gonna lose to a good team at some point. All right, we Daryl gave us a good game to play though. Which game does Vladar start this week? I'd say Buffalo. I also was thinking Buffalo. I think, I think, I think they go, I broke this down on the site uh, earlier this week. I think they go Buffalo and then Markstrom gets the next two, but then, but then he's not playing a full week. Right, like he said once a week. So I thought I think they might go Vladar March from Vladar March, like split, split, split. split. I think they, There's I think two games. Today. I think they might go back to uh, Vladar for the Edmonton game. They, I, he did win, so that's that's uh, not not against that. I just and, and uh, they Vladar right? played two of the three games against Colorado last year, and Colorado didn't see Markstrom till the last game they played of the season against Calgary. So yeah, the third game of the season series by that, I mean, but, but by my estimates, Vladar for the rest, Vladar and Markstrom should each end the month based on the new policy with three games under their belt each, which is a good thing, folks. Like Markstrom not being worked off his horse is, is a fantastic thing. And I'm really looking forward to it. And, and especially with the way that Vladar is, was playing before and has been playing. So I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty curious to see how that ends up going. Shane, so, we have yeah, a, new new, a new segment and a new uh, partner. Uh, we're really excited at the, the network to, just, to say that we're partnering with Betway uh, as our, as our uh, betting uh, thing. I forget. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping 
and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The official term we have, but our, our betting partner, and Shane... Our official someone day who's fantasy hockey partner. Yeah, so they're, they're our, 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 our fantasy hockey partner. So Shane is someone who, you know, before we even... Before we even had the partnership with Betway, he was in my ear being like, we should talk about bets on the show. I'm like, well, yeah, how do you want to do it? So Shane, like, uh, I'm, I'm a, uh, a, a, a PHWA member. So I refrain from betting on hockey, both because it's, we're encouraged to not bet on hockey, but also because I'm, when I gambled on sports in other sports, I was very bad at, uh, outside of a little bit of success betting on UFC when I'm in Vegas, I'm just, it's my, it's basically a donation to the state of Nevada at this point for me. So you know a lot more about this space than I do. I've been actually using Betway for about four years now. So when we got word that Betway is a new sponsor, I was pumped because I've already been using their app, very familiar with it and can talk more in depth about um, the types of bets. Uh, If you've been following along my Twitter page uh, at flash underscore 33, I've been posting game day cash with flash betting threads where I actually use advanced stats to dive into um, what, what, what I call informed betting. So uh, for instance, I, I looked after the first game, I, I, the problem with doing it for the first game is there's no sample size. You're starting straight fresh. And even, even, even early in the season, there's a lot of variability in hockey, which is why yeah. I think some folks are a little bit nervous about and- diving in too much. And then add into all of the changes that happen to the specific Calgary Flames team and picking something that's reliable to start is a little, eh, like you're, you're like, you're, 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 cause I'm recommending what my bets are to people. And I trust it. I've, I bet on my bets. Um, I, I hit my Robert Thomas assist tonight. Oh yeah. But the, so after the Colorado game, I was like, okay, well, let's look at who's the hottest line and, and statistically, and then let's look at how the Oilers defend. And uh, both nights there's been plus 100 115 ish uh, odds those are called American odds folks so if you bet hundred dollars you win 115 so that would be 100 and pays you out 215 back so if you bet five bucks you win something like 1150 like like you know the hundred dollars is thing we I preach betting responsibly let's just it's a it's a it's a it basically it's expression of the ratio not a recommendation of amounts yes so the the safest thing to me based on the preseason and everything was Nazim Tadri was rolling that line was unreal yeah in the fact that he had 57 assists the year before well it was plus 115 to get an assist both in Edmonton and Vegas so I recommended that and both hit so uh follow along with us. I mean, we're going to be doing this regularly. We're going to talk a little bit on it on every show. We're going to have a little bit of a betting segment talk, uh, promoting Betway and the odds. And we're also going to start doing articles on flamesnation.ca on the game days to promote promote our daily it's going to be me and and i might gather sources i know audi is huge into the bets audi likes his parlays though and i'm not a parlay guy Par- okay, I, par- parlays it's, it's so okay hard. okay okay so, so shane 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 you're you're talking french to me now okay okay so a regular bet is say like say if i'm like i think the flames are gonna win you can do so, the regular the regular bet you can also do stuff like 
money line. You can do like, yes. Walk me through. So, the, there's a lot of stuff, and I think a lot of people when they hear about the betting options, they're like, one, they're afraid of going broke responsibly. Yeah. Two, there's just a lot of stuff. It seems like there's a lot of there's, stuff to digest, and it seems a, a little of, intimidating. There's a lot of different ways to do it. So money line is you're betting on the outright winner. So when you bet the money line, you're just betting on who the outright winner is. When you see the odds of positive, well, that's they're not favored. If you see someone with like a negative 100 odds to win, that is the team that they think is going to win because you're not going to get a double payout. You're going to get less than about five bucks. You're gonna, your return is going to be 850. So you win 350, kind of something like that. Um, so that's money line. And then um, I know a lot of, you know, betting the spread is a lot easier in football because there's more points scored. But in hockey, they call it, uh, especially on Betway, they call it puck line. And you're betting on how many goals that team is going to win by. So if you're betting Calgary Flames puck line at negative one and a half, that uh, if I pull this up here, uh, for right now, the Sabres are at negative 118. So that means they think the Sabres are going to keep it within, within a one goal lead one goal game that's that's what they're saying calgary's up minus 106 actually so uh that would act no no buffalo's farther into the negative so they're they're kind of saying that it's going to be a one goal game that that's what the odds makers are saying if it's puck line minus two and a half it's actually plus 175 in favor of the flames for that bet to hit you would have to if the if the puck line's two and a half well then calgary needs to win by three to cover the spread so basically you give those goals to the team, the losing team, the team you think is going to lose, and you have to beat the spread. So, so that's so a more complicated. So where, where, so there's, I know there's player props where you can sort of bet on players do certain things. So correct me if I'm wrong. Player props are basically like, oh, I think Jonathan Huber is going to get an assist. You can bet that player prop, yeah. and then parlays are basically if you're stringing multiple bets together and they have a multiplier, right? Yeah. And they do have a multiplier, the Betway app you can add it to a bet slip. So you can choose multiple things. So you could choose Jonathan Huberto to score Calgary flames to win by two and over under shots on goals. If this if it's set at 62 and a half, you go over 62 shots, half shots in the game. If all three hit, you get compounded um, payouts. But if any of the one don't happen, you lose so okay. like that's that's I saw a TikTok the other day and the girl was complimenting her complimenting her boyfriend and she's like he's he's mentioning well if my fourteen team parlay hits this Sunday we're gonna go to Cabo and she's like yeah fourteen random things have to occur together in order for it to hit now you do get larger payouts with parlays but for me personally my <laughs> recommendation is just single bets folks and I bet two two to five dollars on a on a on a game period myself not a big money better i'm i'm more or less i like to just keep it going and see you're 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 working for a living you're you're we'll see no. i'm a student if i if i had a if i had a day job i'd probably invest a little more <laughs> but uh but yeah th- and there's all sorts of things you can anytime goal scorers you can bet on first goal scorers and what we're going to do here at the site um specifically me with my advanced statistics and all my subscriptions, I'm going to help inform the betters. So if you're listening to this and you're, and you're thinking of getting in, download the Betway app. Um, we probably going to get codes at some point. Um, and I know they, uh, they, they give you a lot of what's called free money. You put $20 in, they give you $20 in free plays. And uh, that, that's another thing Betway does. And you can just get into it. And you, like I said, you don't have to be betting hundred dollars at a time, folks. You can, you can do it marginally and just, it's, it's nice. You're trying to predict when, when you get it right, it's a nice feeling. And yeah, it's, a cash. I'll, I'll say this as a, as a, as a disclaimer, uh, 
it's meant to be fun and it's meant to be an entertainment product. Yeah. So do not uh, bet the house. Do not bet your kids savings. Do not, you know, don't bet any more than you're willing to, to lose and, and willing to live with losing. But yeah, it should be, it's meant to be fun. So I think Shane and I will sort of, we'll, we'll toy around with different things in the podcast. At some point we might do, if any of you ever have like, just questions about how stuff works. Shane knows the stuff. So, you know, you can tweet Happy. at Shane. And or the PlayStation account as well, folks. So yeah, if there's any, if there's any, any message, common questions we get, we'll, uh, we can talk about them in this space. I know, our, uh, I know our new colleague over at Barnburner um, with the goofy Mike Smith hair. Uh, I know he likes to dabble in this stuff too. So uh, He's if, a we, beautiful man. I saw, could, I saw him last We could week. ask Pinder. I know. Pinder, Pinder, on my first, I started the season, I just posted the odds because, like I said, there wasn't any depth. And Pinder's like, well, what about the value? And then he came in with Dominic, uh, Dom L from the Athletics predictions and showed the value. So Pinder knows exactly what he's doing by all means, take his advice as well. So there's a lot of people here at our growing network of nation sites, what, uh, something like that, um, that can all help and inform you guys. So ask away. We're here to help. And we're just, it's, it's a new sponsor for us and we're fun. And we're ready yeah. for the ride. We're, so. we're excited. We're excited for the partnership. Uh, please have fun and please bet responsibly. Uh, <laughs> with that, it's, we, it's other, other newsy things this week. Uh, the city and the flames are talking again. Ooh, this is your jam. This is all so, you. So since the so the arena arena deal that was signed in 2019 collapsed in itself like a dying star for various obvious reasons, which was the pandemic made everything much more expensive. And under the current under the old deal, the flames would have been on the hook for any and all cost overruns above the the city's 287.5 million dollar contribution. And I don't know about you. I do not have an extra hundred mil, 150 mil, 200 mil, whatever kicking around. Most people don't even the super wealthy, especially if, if we're going to be completely honest, Murray Edwards core business is not a hockey team. I can kind of understand not wanting to sink a lot of money into his side hustle. That, that being said, people got to pay for their stuff. Uh, but so the city, after this, after the thing imploded, uh, they reaffirmed their willingness and their desire to have a, a new arena in the Victoria Park area as part of their cultural and entertainment district. If you've been down to Stampede Park over the last few months, you'll have noticed one: holy crap, it's a construction zone. Two: yeah, the, the, there's a lot of shit happening around there. So on the north end of Stampede Park, they are currently doing utility work for the Green Line. The idea is they're moving some utilities so that they have a space to build a freaking train. That's being done right now. That'll be done by the end of October. Uh, the BMO Center currently is that beautiful lattice work of steel and stuff that's gradually getting filled in. They're, I think they're trying to have it boxed uh, it, or fully enclosed by the time it gets cold and friggin' chilly so they can do the internal work, like all the fancy crap they have to do inside of it. But in terms of the steel work and in terms of like the lattice work, it's a friggin' impressive building. That thing's going to be cool when it's done. Humongous big. Humongous big. So to the side of that, they're also doing, if you've been in there, a lot of road work to redo the roadways. And on the west side of Stampede Park and the McLeod Trail side, they're putting they're putting 17th Avenue through, like straight through. So uh, uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the, the, the old layout, uh, on where the, where the Roundup Center is on the west side uh, of Stampede Park closest to 
McLeod Trail, they had a big, ugly fence. And I think the idea was they wanted to have like a log cabin architecture thing where it's like a bunch of like wooden posts. And so it basically cordoned off Stampy Park on that side from like the world. And shockingly, that didn't lead to a lot of vibrancy in the area. And so the city and and, uh, the Stampede were like, let's open this frigging thing up. So the the LRT station, which used to be access to like a series of weird stairs and tunnels and crap, it's at ground level now. All gone. It's all gone. It's at ground level now. 17th Avenue, instead of you going walking across the street to a frigging fence and then having to go up some stairs and across and that stairs, 17th Avenue is going straight through. It's almost done. And they're building the BMO Center. So there's a lot of stuff happening and a lot of that stuff is municipally funded. And uh, the idea is they want to make Stampede Park a cool place with cool shit. And so part of that is they want to have the arena there because it just makes the most sense for it to be where all the other cool stuff is. So they've been working uh, with a committee to try to get the flames back to the table. It has worked because now officially the flames are back at the table. Um, They had a deal that worked for both sides before the pandemic. Uh, They have a design that they paid for that the flames own from HOK. Uh, So, it's, There's a new group now, though, isn't there? No. Uh, CAA Icon uh, is a branch of the CAA talent agency that negotiates these kind of things or works as an intermediary to put together uh, complex financing deals like these for sports facilities. So the, they've been retained by the city to be their negotiator. Uh, so they'll be okay. negotiating with the Flames on behalf of the city. Um, it's I, If you want to be optimistic, I don't think optimism is unfounded because – they very recently had a deal that both sides liked. And then it only, you know, the only thing that really blew it up was everything suddenly costing billions of dollars or millions of dollars more because of a worldwide once in a hundred year pandemic. And so, you know, I think if you sit down and, you know, both sides have said publicly and behind closed doors that they would like to build an arena together if the money works. And so they're going to figure out the money works. So this is a developing story. We'll have obviously more of this uh, in so, the coming weeks, months, and years until this damn thing gets built. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Um, I think the public will want to know. Um, the answer is no. First and foremost, is there a time limit on this new set of negotiations? No. No. So, so, so there you go, folks. Like it, it's it's ongoing. There's no. Set I would. I would know, think. So. I would think uh, when the, the city, the city, and I think the mayor Gondick released a statement uh, yeah, earlier on Wednesday, basically said that both the city and, and the Cary sports and entertainment corp have agreed that quote time is of the essence as in, they're not going to be dicking around. They're going to be trying to get down to brass tacks. Part of it is that I think they, they missed the entire 2022 construction season. I think they would love to get something done during the 2023 construction season. Does that mean that both sides will agree to a dog shit deal to get it shovels in the ground in the construction season? No, because if they wanted to agree to a bad deal, they would have stuck with the old deal. So they're not going to be throwing, you know, throwing caution to the wind just to get stuff done. But I think, you know, if you're, if you're familiar with how Calgary construction works, do you know why the friggin' utility stuff is happening now? Uh, by the casino and didn't happen over the summer because you don't in Calgary, you don't start construction projects around Stampede Park during the Stampede. That makes more sense than I could ever. I would suggest that if you're aiming for something, the the sit, I think they would love to have the ability to do something 
after the stampede and mm-hmm. then get things going then. Does that mean they're going to? I don't know. At this point, uh, we're just guessing. And and like I said, it's been primed and like they were ready. They were almost ready to put shovels in the ground. The, right? They were ready almost. to put shovels in the ground. Util- the utility work was all done. A lot of the prep work was all done. Uh, they basically had it shovel ready. They they needed to basically approve a, a, a main construction budget, and then you know they had had contractors lined up and stuff. They had everything everything was ready to go, and then they just balked at the budget and, number. And then yeah, just the prices kept inflating, and uh, like you they, said, they they it's didn't not actually, his main hustle. Like, like they they the didn't have at the time uh, of the of the, the the fall apart at the end of December twenty one. They, they didn't have a finalized construction budget. So if you're the flames and you're on the hook for construction overruns and they don't have a final number for you, like if you're, if you're building anything, like you want to be like, okay, so what's the final number before I say yes, what's the final number? And they didn't have a final number. They would not have a final number for six more months. And they, they could not give a guarantee what the final number would be outside of it'll be between this and this. And if you're doing, you know, in any business, I'd, I'd be uncomfortable with that too. So yeah, there's no there's no specific timeline on it. I would suggest that they're trying they probably would love to get something done in time for the 23 construction season, but you know, the clock's wow. the ticking. The clock's the ticking. If if you have any arena questions, folks, I urge you to find Ryan on Twitter. Don't DM him, but just ask him a question on his timeline. Yeah, stay out personally, of personally, personally, I think Ryan is the most informed on this thing. We're, uh, uh, that's just that's not biased. That's we, just honest. Pat, 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 and I have a few fun things uh, in the works for Flames Talk as this thing progresses. We had uh, if you, I encourage you guys to seek out uh, Wednesday's uh, episode of Flames Talk. I'm on, I'm co-hosting hour two most of the season with Pat. Uh, we had a really good chat in hour two about uh, a lot of different things going on about the arena. So, and we have some other fun stuff in the works. Uh, when this thing gets further down the line. So it'll be really fun. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a step in the right direction. It's not done yet. It no. won't be done for a while ongoing, but I mean, it's good news to hear the mayor say that she wants to get back and working on this. Calgary's obviously back to the table forefront of the discussions. The money I believe is still there. So they haven't spent the money they had here. Yeah. Before. So, and so, they, if, if they had, if they had out, you marked it for something else, it would have been a big story. They haven't spent it yet. They haven't earmarked I mean, it for anything but this. I mean, they could start charging $55 for burger combos like Rogers. They divorce stuff a lot faster, but I mean, we're not crooks down here in Alberta. Um, but like, before we jet, how about we do predictions for this week? What do you think? Uh, what do you think All is right. going to happen? Flames got three games, uh, as noted. Uh, Flames play Thursday night at home against Buffalo. <laughs> That's I. That feels like another Flames win. I feel like they're going to win that one. I I actually I and feel like this is going to be a bigger win. My, my personal thing is a bigger win than normal. I think that the the toughest game I think was gonna is going to be that Saturday night game with Carolina because Carolina matches up so well against the Flames. The way the Flames play is really similar to how Carolina plays. They have speed, they have structure, they have tenacity, they have a damn good coach, they have, you know, depth everywhere. Even on the road, I think Carolina, you know, Carol, you know, when Carolina's on the road and the Flames are at home, I still think Carolina's a tough out. So I think if we were if you were someone th- thinking the Flames gotta lose eventually, right? You're correct. They will lose eventually. I think of the three games they have coming up, the toughest matchup for them stylistically and depth-wise would be Carolina. So that's, I, I, think, I, think, I think that might be the one they get. The I, 
I agree with you on that. I think Carolina is going to be their toughest test to date. Now, I, I that's, that's saying something because I am very high on Vegas, higher than a lot of other people um, on out there. I, I think Vegas is unreal. I watched them play their first game of the season against LA and their comeback win, and it was it, they were very well structured. But Carolina is even better. And yeah, I, 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 I think Calgary wins that one Saturday night, hockey night in Canada at home, big test. And then I think, I think Sidney Crosby gets to him uh, for the first loss of the season on Tuesday. Um, myself, I think Crosby and Malkin and Latang and company come into Calgary. Uh, they're unintimidated. They play their game and they, they take Calgary to, Calgary, not to the cleaners. I don't think like anyone's going to throw. I, I don't think Calgary's going to lose too many games by more than one or two goals, but but I, I feel like the, the boys are going to be up for the test on Saturday. And then, and then there's always a natural kind of lull. What's well, a Tuesday. It's not a Saturday. It's at seven. But, but, but if you're, if you're these guys and you're looking at the calendar, I think there's a lot of Canadian representation in that locker room. And I think they see, especially, and a lot of guys who spent time in the, in the Eastern conference. And I think they see Crosby and Malkin and they get kind of amped up. So Darryl I don't Sutter quote of the week, by the way, is what do you think of the Vegas Golden Knights? I think they've got 13 players from Western Canada. 11. <laughs> 11. Sorry. Uh, uh, 10 that's, and uh, session was the 11th. That's my, that's my, I just, you, it just popped into my head. I had to say that. that's my Daryl Sutter quote of the week. <laughs> I, I really liked Daryl when uh, he was asked after the, uh, the home opener win, when he got his 700 career win. Uh, he was asked, uh, I believe it was, uh, again, post media's Wes Gilbertson always asks very good questions. Asked what, you know, if, it's, if there's any, you know, I'm paraphrasing the question. Uh, if it was anything meaningful about uh, the 700th career win and Daryl sort of smiles, he's like, yep, means I've coached four good teams. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one too. He's not wrong. Well, like it's a statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, 700 wins. Like we didn't even talk about that. 10, 10, top 10, baby. Top 10. Add in the two cups amongst those that have 700 wins. And I think there's a nice shiny plaque waiting for Daryl. He's, he he's, finally he's retires. put together a very good Hall of Fame caliber resume. I, I, I say he's got the plaque waiting for when he retires. I hope he doesn't retire anytime soon. Stay with you're, us. You're going to, I think we're going to see him for at least three more years. Well, I know well gotta, this year and two more. He got extended. So we just know it's, it's definitely past this year. <laughs> so eh. yeah. I, I, I mean, the, the funny, th- the funny thing about contracts is, yeah, you don't have to play the them NHL. out. You don't have to play the them NHL. out, they, especially coaching contracts. They, uh, there's a lot of coaches probably, uh, was there nine, nine coaching changes last year? So there's about nine guys getting paid sitting at home right now. So it's the way it works. It's like, a weird business. It's, it's a, quick, a very quick weird business. business. It's a quick business. You don't get too long. You don't get too much roadway to make your uh, vision work, but. Daryl, Daryl's got these guys bought right in and it's been, it was a great week of hockey to watch. It was very impressive. Yeah. And, and, and they've been, they've been a little bit clunky, but I think they're going to, I think they're, they're going to refine the game over time. They're working every day to get better. And it just, the product, the, the that's like product the, Shade, Shade, that's like the, I love you. That's some terrible analysis. There's hey. no teams that are working to get worse outside of Arizona. Hey, hey, I've seen I, – I, I just watched the Seattle Kraken play defense in the first period against the Blues, and I could tell you, the way they're defending zone rushes, I could question whether they're trying to work on getting better every day. That was There's, terrible. I, I, would, I would – as much as, much as you know, a lot, of, a lot of hockey journalism is public relations on, in various forms, imagine – like imagine if you're like 
the john madden quotes no but imagine if you're if you're like a, a player or a coach in like chicago or arizona or seattle or, or uh, a couple other teams and you get asked like what's going on it's like well we're really thinking about Connor bedard you guys they just I, you walk into the locker room and there's this big framed photo of Connor bedard with like shrines going up like yeah. a shrine like please the just prayer be- the prayer candles and a big photo of i Connor just bedard. want him not in the pacific okay that's that's my thing like we've got mcdavid we've got eichel we've got william Eklund coming in he's unreal and i really like him but we've got trevor zegers down in anaheim we got jamie drysdale down in anaheim we've got lots of good stars we're we're, we're at the Go away. We're at the point of the season where everyone is trying to get better, but we're going to hit a part of the season where a lot of a lot of teams down the lower third are going to start getting their Bedard dreams going, and could all of a sudden, you, people are going to start disappearing. Could you imagine the disdain on Flames fans if he somehow ended up in Vancouver? Which, based on how they've played so far, again, three days in, but I'll take a shot at the Canucks. That's... Yeah. <laughs> We love our we love our dear friends in Vancouver, our fine colleagues, the Canucks Army, and uh, hopefully Quads and Faber and our and our dear friends uh, Wyatt the Stanchion uh, get to start seeing some wins because I'll I'll tell you this Vancouver such a great like they got great fans in Vancouver it's a great the passionate city. fans passionate fans like really knowledgeable fans like you know I think we're very fortunate in Western Canada with the quality of the fans we have and sometimes the quality of the teams matches the quality of the fans and sometimes it does not and hope you know you always hope that the, that the quality of the fan base is matched by the quality of the team I uh, just they need to fix that defense or they're they're on a one-way ticket not into a playoff spot that's that's my that's my Canucks analysis for today that maybe if they if quads wants more you can call me <laughs> uh Flames Nation Radio brought to you uh, delivered to you every week by DoorDash and also presented by Eau Claire Distillery makers of Rupert's Whiskey the official whiskey of the Kyrie Flames we are proud to be part of the Nation Network of Podcasts uh, you can get all of our content very easily. Uh, our recommendation to you is A, uh, go to the Nation Network YouTube channel and subscribe. Uh, you will get notifications anytime there's something new or a live broadcast. We have many live broadcasts every single day, uh, including Barn Burner with uh, Boomer, Rhett Warner, and uh, Ryan Pinder. It goes every day at 1030 Mountain and then archived right away. So you can catch it as a podcast if you are not able, based on your day job or other qual- other things you have going on, hit to watch number, it. Hit number one in Canada this week. Just number so one know. for sports podcasts in Canada. Very yep. fun. Uh, you can also catch us uh, every single week. You can also catch our dear friends at Shot da- the Shutdown in Flames podcast uh, with a varying cast of characters, usually including Audie and other people. This week we had Shane was on a couple weeks ago. Uh, Robert shot Robert and, and Audie a lot and then we know us sometimes and we're working on getting more guests and stuff so it's uh it's like you said rotating cast of characters yeah and, and they are characters it's a bit of more of a light-hearted fan-focused uh jaunt things here at Flames Nation Radio we try to do deep dives into stuff you'll get uh any, all kinds of nerdy egg-headed analysis as only Shane and I can bring you. Yeah, and of course, right. Flames Nation Live a couple times a week with our dear friend Pat Steinberg. Uh, and yeah, all these, all the stuff can be found at the U- at our Nation Network YouTube channel. If you are going, Ryan, I'm not sure if I want to get dinged anytime something else comes on. Uh, you can always just you can always just go to the playlists and bookmark the Flames Nation playlist, uh, and then yes. check it every day. There's new content basically every day. 
uh, barn burners every day. Everyone every else day. is uh, every time, every week or every couple, every, a couple times a week. So there's never a shortage of content. Sheet plug. I'm also uh, a regular uh, a co-host on Flames Talk with Pat Steinberg on Force at 960 The Fan. You can get those that stuff also everywhere you get your podcast. So between all the content there's all need. kinds of content uh all all the time so uh google is your friend podcatchers are your friend anywhere you need good podcast content there's flames audio for you so we're thank you for thank you for your support we're really excited about the season it's early but things you are going ready. well and hopefully we have no shortage of things to talk about uh i think that's a good place to cap it off so for For Shane, I'm Ryan. Thank you very much for joining us, and we'll catch you guys next week for more Flames Nation Radio. Have a great week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 